Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for the Parkins Playoff Show. Uh, Playoffs? With your host, Danny Parkins. Live on the Odyssey app in 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Good morning. Let's do this. It is the Parkins Playoff Show on 670 The Score. Love the NFL playoffs. Love the NFL. Love talking with you about it. If it's a Sunday morning and there's an NFL playoff game, I'm doing this show. Robbie Triano is the producer. We'll talk to my buddy Carrington Harrison, who talks to Patrick Mahomes every week. Ahead of Chiefs and Bills, he also does national radio. So we will talk about the full slate in an hour. Jordan Love and the Packers, our long national nightmare is over. They have been eliminated from the postseason. I always said, you know, he looked a lot like Aaron Rodgers since week 11. Bouncing on the ball of his feet. Holding the ball down low, quick release, strong arm, crazy cells of the play-action fakes. It was sickening how much he looked like Rodgers. And I didn't really get why people would say that he looked like Favre. Just because he's a quarterback wearing the Packers jerseys, I was like, that's lazy. That's ridiculous. I see Rodgers. He learned under him. Some of the physical mannerisms are eerily similar I understood the Rodgers but you were all right if you said Favre because what's more Favre than unnecessarily and recklessly throwing back across your body on the run to throw a game losing interception in the postseason that felt right that that felt like I was at home that felt good now Am I comfortable with how good he is? No, I'm not. Because he is still very, very, very impressive. That third and five throw to Dobbs, kind of like rolling left, Dobbs coming left, but his body was twisted back the other way, and he has to just all arm strength over a linebacker, out, uh, lead him away from the corner, towards the sideline, keep it in play, allow him to get two feet down. That's a top 10% throw, ladies and gentlemen. Like that is a that is very discouraging that he can make that p- throw in the playoffs on the road in wet conditions. That is um, that is not good for what the Packers have. Like I mean the Packers in a rebuilding year 
had a winning record in the regular season, got better as the year went on, pulled off a big upset in the postseason, and almost pulled off another. They should have won that game. Flatly, period, end of discussion, they should have won that game. Now, they had some breaks go their way. I have no idea what Kyle Shanahan was doing other than that we've seen him do this before. I think he's the best play caller in the NFL. I think he's got the best scheme in the NFL. But coaching scared at the end of the first half. I mean, that sequence at the end of the first half was unbelievable. 79 seconds, three timeouts, and they ran five plays. And one of them was a spike, and one of them was a field goal. Like, that's just bad coaching. That is really, really bad coaching. So it's this type of situation where you've got to be able to do a better job in terms of understanding the time and situation of the game. They got a Debo Samuel injury. They got bad coaching by Kyle Shanahan. And they got an unbelievably bad performance from Brock Purdy. And they still didn't win the game. But they easily could have won. They probably should have won. That's an amazing thing. So it's the type of thing where successful season, painful loss. I don't lump this in with other January failures by the Packers, though. And I assume that Packers fans don't feel the same way, or feel the same way. Like, this isn't losing to Seattle in the NFC Championship game when McCarthy kicks a couple of field goals inside of 25 yards. I don't think that's the situation. This is not losing that game to Tampa in the COVID NFC Championship game when there were like 10,000 fans at Lambeau. This is not that. You were a huge underdog in this game. You were on the road. You're not supposed to win, and you didn't. Still a successful season. Those losses that I mentioned earlier, those NFC Championship game losses, those losses marred your season, marred your 12, 13 win seasons, your MVP finishes by your quarterback, and all of that. This is an unfortunate postscript, but I don't think it actually changes the success or failure of your year. I do want to talk about Purdy. And by the way, any of the things that I'm talking about, like if you're a Packer fan and you're like, no, no, I put it right up there, or you're a Bear fan and you want to gloat on love, whatever, like the lines are open, 312-644-6767. We take a lot of calls on these Parkins playoff shows. And... I, I was texting with a Bear fan buddy. He was like, I'm, see, I'm not concerned about love because now we at least get to ask if he can do it in the postseason. I'm like, I think you're crazy. Like, I, I think that's crazy. He, he had a terrible throw at the end of the game. And that will stick with him. But I don't think there's any reason to believe that he's not a very good quarterback who will go into next year with absolutely massive expectations attached to him. The Niners thing, though, is this is a serious predicament for me in terms of my preseason takes. 
or as my because I, I do first and pod an NFL playoff show a couple times a week during the season. And I said early, I'm like, the Niners are the best team in the NFL, and it's not close. I thought the Niners were on 17-0 watch uh, because they were going to be pissed off of how last year ended. They felt like they should have won the Super Bowl if their quarterback didn't get hurt. They certainly should have beat the Eagles, they felt like, in the NFC Championship game last year if they had a quarterback who could throw the ball forward. And for a while, I was looking, looking good. Then they have the three losses, and they get blown out. Uh, by the Ravens, and it's like, all right, that 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 was a bad opinion, obviously. Like that 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 take did not go well. You go out on a limb and you predict seventeen to zero, and that doesn't happen. You're you're off. Okay, fine. But I was also just like never a Purdy believer. I never believed in him. I thought like you you even like if you were just watching that game yesterday and you watch the intros of the game when they put the starting lineup on the field uh, on on Fox like with the graphic. And it shows it's like Debo Samuel, all pro. Uh, Trent Williams, all pro. George Kittle, pro bowl. And Brandon Ayuk, pro bowl. It's like all across the board, there's all these guys with all these individual accolades. And then there's Purdy, who five weeks ago was the odds-on favorite to be MVP of the league. And I just never got it. Like, his stats were there. The wins were there. He's the quarterback of the best team in the NFC. Uh, All of those things, fine. But if you watched the games, if you actually watched the games, you're like, all right, this guy makes half a dozen throws a game that are excellent. Throw guys open, leads him into yards after the catch where he looks really, really special. But he also would make three to five throws a game that would hit the other team in the hands and they would drop them. Like, it it was like he had something in his magic that would allow the other team to drop the ball. And yesterday, the Packers dropped two easy interceptions, one of which, the one in the first quarter, looked like it would have been set up for a walk-in pick six or at the very least a return to inside the 10-yard line. And he dropped both of them. And I'm like, this is an unbelievable run. He is dropping back to pass, Purdy is, and he is wiping his hands on his pants. Like, that guy was so shook by the rain. I've never seen anything like it. And then people would say, well, at the end of the game, he had a couple of nice throws, and he had the scramble, the nine-yard scramble, and he had a game-winning, come-from-behind, fourth-quarter touchdown drive in the postseason. He figured out a way to win a game where he played poorly. What more do you want? Everybody plays poorly sometimes, and Purdy came through in the clutch. Like, that's what the defenders of him are saying like like so much so that this thing kind of blew my mind actually but on on the athletic and it's just it's i, I don't want to it's not the entire athletic but this guy david lombardi who writes for the athletic brock purdy answered every single doubt and criticism by delivering a comeback playoff drive that has immediately become part of 
of 49ers legend. That's what Joe Montana used to do. This is a guy who covers the NFL and covers the San Francisco 49ers. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, am I watching the same game? Am I watching the same player? Am I wrong? I mean, the guy was missing receivers high by 10 yards routinely in that game. Two of them hit the Packers in the hands, but in other worlds, that's a four-interception game. Like, if, if he had he had good luck with interceptions. If he had bad luck with interceptions, that's a four-interception game, and they get blown out. He was terrible. Terrible. Like, I haven't seen his pro football focus grade, but, like, pro football focus grades on not just the results, not just the stats, but like interceptable balls. So, like, if you throw a ball that should have been picked and isn't, that's a significant negative grade. Conversely, if you throw a ball that hits your receiver in the hands in the end zone, they grade it as if that's a completion. They give you the yards and the touchdown. So they, can, they grade it out based on actually, like, what your performance was, not based on the performance of your teammates around you. I bet his pro football focus grade was the worst – Certainly of the four quarterbacks yesterday. But it might have been the worst of the, of the playoffs so far. It was t- he, was, he was terrible. I thought it was objective fact that he was terrible. And then the guy who covers the Niners is like, you know, you know that reminded me of Joe Montana. Okay. Because I had the audacity to ask on Twitter before they won the game, are we sure Purdy's the quarterback of the Niners next year? And I was, like, a bunch of people were agreeing, a bunch of people were disagreeing, and whatever. That's what happens when you've got a decent-sized following and you ask questions on the internet. But the people who were disagreeing were treating me like I was some sort of moron. And I know that Kyle Shanahan loves Brock Purdy. But this is the same guy that had Jimmy Garoppolo in a Super Bowl and then traded three first-round picks for the third pick in the draft to draft a kid from the FBS in Trey Lance. And he did it a month ahead of the draft when he didn't even know who was going to be there. He was so determined to move on from Jimmy G. He's like, all right, I know Trevor Lawrence will be off the board. Maybe Fields will be there. Maybe Mac Jones will be there. Maybe Trey Lance will be there. Maybe Zach Wilson will be there. I don't know. I just know I need to get rid of this guy who was in the Super Bowl so badly that I'm willing to trade three first-round picks to move up, and he ultimately selects a dude who didn't even play D1 football. Like, something tells me he's not completely married to Brock Birdie if he gets the opportunity to upgrade and move on. Like, are you honestly telling me that if Kirk Cousins said, you know what, I've made a few hundred million dollars, which is true. That's an accurate number. I made a couple hundred million dollars. The only thing anyone ever says about me anymore is that I can't win in the postseason, even though he had that absolutely ridiculous throw to win the game against the Saints a couple years ago. 
But regardless, he has not won big in the postseason. Kirk Cousins is like, you know what? Instead of $40 million a year, I'll play for 30 I'll play for $30 million, and I want to go to the Niners. You're telling me that Kyle Shanahan wouldn't make the requisite moves to get Kirk Cousins in there? I think he 100% would. Like, I think that that is a no-brainer for San Francisco. I don't think that they're going to trade a bunch of draft picks to draft, you know, a quarterback this year. But, like, it's it's beyond the realm of possibility that with the 29th pick or the 30th pick in the NFL draft, the San Francisco 49ers select J.J. McCarthy? You think that's completely out of the realm of possibility? I do not. This is – they clearly don't need greatness to win at quarterback, but they don't they don't need a guy who is wiping his hand on his pants after the ball has been snapped, which is just – I don't know. Maybe he goes out and he plays the Lions at home next week and he throws for 350 and four touchdowns and he's in the Super Bowl – and he goes out and he wins the Super Bowl, and this will all be completely ridiculous. Maybe. But, I don't know. That looked like a guy that you could upgrade from to me last night. And, yeah, it would be a remarkable run of handsome for Bay Area quarterbacks. Though Brock Purdy, honestly, doesn't look like he's old enough to vote. Like, I don't... Brock Purdy walks into a voting booth. I'm like, eh. I don't know if you should be. He does deciding. have the baby face. Yeah, it's like I don't love that the presidential candidates are older than octogenarians, but I also don't love that people who look like Brock Purdy can vote. I feel like there should just be like a sweet spot, thirty to sixty. Like you can only vote if you're thirty to sixty, and you can only be the leader of the free world if you're thirty-five to sixty. I feel like if I ran the world, keep Brock Purdy out of my voting booth, keep people 78 and up out of the White House. That is my America. But anyway, I was just surprised. I was surprised at how much pushback I got on that. Got a ton of stuff to do, too, on Ravens uh, and Texans, and there's some Bears tie-ins in that game that I know people will want to get into. But uh, uh, we got a Bob. We got a Bob who wants to talk Brock Purdy on a Parkins playoff show. What up, Bob? Hey, Danny. Good Sunday morning playoff football. You got to love it. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, the thing about Brock Purdy and and you and Spiegel, like, uh, you know, I listen to you guys every day. And, you know, both things are true, basically. Brock Purdy did, you know, lead a team down and did all that stuff you said. And you – believe that Brock Purdy isn't good. Sure, both of those things are true. But the problem is is your your belief doesn't matter, right? Nobody cares. And football isn't a belief game. All you got to do is watch what's happening. Like, I listen to this all the time. I don't have to believe that Caleb Williams is going to be great or nothing else or this, that, the other thing. All I have to do is watch Justin Fields play and say, yeah, I can win with that. Yeah, sure. Hey, we Bob. can build the team around him, and we can win with that. I don't have to worry about whether or not Caleb Williams is great and believe this and believe that. Football's not a belief thing. It's a four-week, like, everything changes in four weeks. 
peaks during a football season. Like, Brock Purdy was playing great. He was the MVP. And then four weeks happened, and all of a sudden, Jordan Love was the MVP. 21 touchdowns and one interception. You know, but you want to sit there and harp on, like, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback ever. Well, not this year. He's not. Like, right? Like, it just. No, he's pretty great this year. Joe Burrow's a generational quarterback. Well, Joe Burrow missed missed two years of his four-year career. So, I don't know how generational he is. Right? So, like, this whole belief thing is just, it just drives me insane. All you have to do is watch what's going on in football and don't worry about what you believe because you don't know anything. You've never like lined up in a competitively competitively athletic situation in your life. So Well hold like, on a second, Bob, can I respond anything. and then I'll let you respond? Go ahead. Yes. Okay. Couple things. First of all, have you? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, okay. I played yeah, what, what level of sport did you football. play, Bob? Sure. College football. What level? D three. D three. Okay. So yeah. congratulations. Not exactly great football. Thank you. All right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking about what. But I'm not. Talking but uh, but about if, what you're gonna believe, believe, of, uh, if you're going to bring up my level of, if you're going to bring up my level of sport, and then you're going to come back at me with D three football. No, but I don't believe that. But I don't believe anything, dude. It's all. I all right, but hold on, Bob. Football. What are I'm you doing right now? Like believe. literally, the act of what you're doing right now is what? Watching football. <laughs> no, no, no. This exact moment, eight twenty in the morning. Watching, what are you doing? Watching football. Watching football. No, you're not watching. You're calling a sports radio show, right? Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Right. At this exact TV. moment, you're yeah, calling okay, a sports yeah. radio show, and right. you are offering right. what, an opinion? Uh, well, Right, you're giving really. me your I'm opinion, just, right? Just, what? This is an what opinion that you're giving that belief that was, doesn't matter, which, which that four weeks change everything? My, my point opinion. is this, Bob. Which, Obviously, my opinion doesn't matter to Brock Purdy or who wins or loses the game, Bob. Obviously. Thank you. My point is this, Bob. You're doing exactly what I'm doing. The difference is I'm getting paid how? for it, okay? Like, <laughs> we both have opinions. We call into radio shows. How, how, we watch the games. Exactly we I debate them. And then we watch the games. I don't think that me saying Jordan Love sucks made him great. And I don't think me saying Jordan Love sucks means that he actually sucks. I'm just telling you my opinion and trying that's to be not, entertaining. Okay, saying. Bob? That's all I'm saying. So thing. you have an opinion and I have an opinion. And neither of our opinions mean anything except Except mine puts the roof over my head. That's the difference. Mine does too. I mean, your opinion doesn't put the roof over your head. Is my point, and I'm not saying that that makes my opinion better yes, than yours. Yes, it actually, I'm just saying, yes, it actually, yes, it actually does. But my, but I don't. But I'm not saying that what you believe affects what what happens. I'm just saying you're that saying it doesn't you matter. Constantly, you are constantly, you are constantly. Saying you're saying my opinion doesn't I matter, and it this. doesn't. No, I agree with you, no, except yeah, in the right, context of what, what we're doing right now, which is hosting no, a radio show, Danny, which is all about opinion. Danny, Danny, I'm not saying what you believe affects the outcome of anything. I'm just saying you are constantly sticking to what you believe in the face of what you're watching. Joe Burrow is the perfect example. Like, you want to call Joe Burrow Are you Burrow really going to live in a world where you think that, Bur- that Joe Burrow is not good and Brock Purdy is? Joe is Burrow that what you're is, saying? Joe Burrow, no. Joe Burrow is a very good quarterback. But unfortunately for Joe Burrow, his biggest problem is that he can't stay on the field, right? Who is the like, better player, Joe Burrow or Brock Purdy? Joe Burrow. Okay, well then, what but are I'm we not talking comparing, about? I'm not comparing the two. You, you, you literally I'm, I'm brought saying him up. That you are constantly, you are constantly bringing up Joe Burrow as the example of a generational quarterback, and I am saying he that is. Of, 
No, he's not. He he played. He has four years in his career. He's missed two of them with non-contact football injuries. For he took over the worst million. team in the I NFL and had them in the AFC Championship game a year later, and then was in a Super million. Bowl after that. He's not even the best quarterback in Cincinnati's history. Like, what are you talking about? Carson Palmer was a better has had a better career than Joe Burrow. Wait, I don't know what you're talking about. And Cincinnati had plenty of decent years and playoff runs. You're so stuck on this, like, if they don't win a championship, they suck. Well, dude, I didn't say that. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, no, you didn't say, well, uh, no, you didn't. I, say I literally that, never made that, that point, you, straw that is, man no, Bob. I know. I, I, I'm not saying you said that. That is your implication all the time. But only one team wins every year, right? I, like, you know, so, I can't get anything so past you. Me, Explain to me how Joe Burrow is so generational when he can't even stay on the field for 50% of his career he's missed. Dude, we were not talking about Joe Burrow. How is that generational? How is it generational? I watched him in college. I watched him get into the AFC Championship game. I watched him win. I I watched him get into a Super Bowl, and I watched him take an organization that for a twenty-four year. Has he won anything? He's won he an won. AFC Championship game. That's not a thing. You either win the Super Bowl or you lose. You make now, the now you're you making the, the argument that the only thing that matters is a championship. No, I, I don't think that. I think you, that just, you What are you talking playoff. about? Bob, do you have short-term memory loss? That is literally two Kinda. sentences a in a row. Bit, you said A little bit, probably, yeah. The, anyway. Two sentences in a row. You said what? the only thing that matters is winning a championship. The sentence before that was, what are you talking about? The no. only thing that doesn't matter is winning a championship. Only one guy wins every year. And, I, and you said, what has Burrow ever won? And I said, an AFC championship game. And you said, that doesn't matter because it's not a championship. Bob, stop drinking. It's too early. Thank you for calling. Jeez. That was, that was too much, man. That, that was, was <laughs> it's 8.25 I, I, I in the I want to talk about Brock Purdy. It's too early in the morning. Brock Purdy, we're talking about Joe Burrow. What are we talking about here? You want to make the argument that Purdy's better than Burrow? Fine. Sound like a clown. Crazy, man. That is crazy. Bob. Bob, 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 Bob. I don't even know. That was so strange. We just got a Bob. I love how that's how you entered it, and that's what Bob came into the ring, and and he started swinging. Yeah, he did, and, like, good, good passion good points like i'm all here for the sports argument side of it but huh i really don't know how we ended up yelling about joe burrow and he's like we have four weeks this four weeks that man my point is this when even when purdy was the favorite to be mvp it was ridiculous because i was watching the games and teams were dropping interceptions and he's propped up by a bunch of great talent around him and i look at mvp as best player in the league and purdy even when he was the favorite was not the best player in the league that was the point. Oh, Joe, yeah, Joe Burrow's gotten hurt. That sucks. But when Joe Burrow's healthy, he elevates his team. He wins games because of him. Not with him, because of him. Like, I'm, I'm the crazy one for thinking that Joe Burrow's better than Brock Purdy. Okay. Okay. Good start. Good start. Lively. Passionate. Um... There was a lot of discussion on the Bears through the lens of Texans and Ravens. That Fields could become Lamar, but that drafting Caleb was like C.J. Stroud. 
Want to unpack that as we go. And, of course, you could keep calling. It's the Parkins Playoff Show on the score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It'll be second down at 10 from the 15. Jackson from the gun. Looks to his right now. Runs right up the middle. Gets to the 10. Cuts to the 5. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Ravens. Gus We're back live with more of the Parkins Playoff Show with your host, Danny Parkins, live on the Odyssey app and 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. That was a big one for Lamar Jackson. If he lost, he would have fallen to 1-4 and four in the postseason. Instead, they blow out the Texans, take care of business at home with an efficient passing day from Lamar. 16 of 22 for 152 yards and two touchdowns. But he really controlled the game on the ground. 11 carries, 100 rushing yards, and two touchdowns. A four-touchdown game for Lamar Jackson. And similarly to the Packers, I think Texans fans have to feel very good about where they're at. They feel like they have their coach and they have their quarterback of the future, and the future is incredibly bright in Houston. Baltimore was just way too much too soon uh, for Houston. And I get, and I've done it myself, why Lamar is a comp for Fields. Of course, I mean, one of the only quarterbacks in NFL history who is even arguably a better running quarterback than Justin Fields is Lamar Jackson. 
Fields was on pace to break his single season rushing yardage record last year. Like the the the, the running comps and the athleticism comps are totally reasonable, and I've made them. And the dream has been that Fields could take uh, the leap as a productive passer that Lamar has taken. But as big of a Fields fan as I am, and in some people's mind, I was. I, I still am a Justin Fields fan. I just think that the number one pick makes Ryan Pohl's decision a fairly obvious one and a very exciting one to move on and trade Justin and draft Caleb Williams. But the most diehard Fields truthers among us act like Fields has produced as a passer at anywhere near the level that Lamar Jackson has. And he just hasn't. Justin Fields' career high for passing yards was this year with 2,562 passing yards. Lamar Jackson has thrown for more passing yards than that in four separate seasons. Now, he doesn't have a 4,000-yard passing season yet, but he has topped Justin Fields' career high four different times. Justin Fields' career high for passing touchdowns was 17. Lamar has thrown for 17 once in 2022 in 12 games. He threw for 24 this year. He threw for 26 in 2020. And he threw for 36, which led the NFL in 2019 at 22 years old. Like, Lamar Jackson, his second year in the league was a unanimous MVP, an All-Pro, led the league in QBR, led the league in touchdowns, led the league in touchdown percentage, percentage of throws that went for touchdowns. <laughs> like, they're not the same. They are just not the same as passers. As runners, they're very, 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 very similar. As passers, they're not even close. Now, you could say Fields needs more around him. Fields needs more time. Uh, Fields has been sabotaged by the Bears with being drafted by an old regime that then got fired and being in Matt Nagy's offense and Luke Getze's offense and one of the years was a tank by design and all the dead cap space. And there is, there is truth to all of that stuff, but it's not like the 2019 Ravens had the greatest show on turf of skill position guys around them. That was Lamar. And Lamar has elevated those around him significantly, consistently. So like that game that he had yesterday, an efficient passing game with low-volume passing, massive rushing production, is absolutely a game that I could envision Justin Fields having. But pretending like Fields deserves the leash and the rope and the time to get there that Lamar has, I think ignores the significant difference in what Lamar has actually put on film as a passer in the NFL and, of course, the opportunity to move on. Having the number one pick in a great quarterback class.
And by the way, I have never even said generational. I don't know if he's generational. I know that evaluators say that Caleb is generational. I'll call it transcendent. Just a different combination of athleticism, mobility, arm strength, creativity than we normally see that seems perfectly suited for the modern game. But I don't even want – this is the playoff show. I don't even want to do a whole Caleb Williams thing today. Lord knows we've done plenty of it, and we will do plenty of it over the next few months because we should, and it's very exciting. But, like, all due respect to Justin, Lamar Jackson is about to win his second unanimous MVP award. Lamar Jackson – is 27 years old he just turns 27 justin fields is going to turn 25 next month march 5th so lamar jackson is two years and one month older than justin fields and he has two unanimous MVP awards. Do you think Justin Fields is going to be a unanimous MVP each of the next two seasons? Because that's what he would need to do to catch Lamar's pace in terms of on-field production. I don't think anybody thinks that's going to happen. So let's not... You want to do it as a runner, as an athlete, as an exciting football player to watch? I'm here with you. But, like, who they are and what they've done, it's not – it's apples and bowling balls. 312-644-6767. Jeff wants to talk Bears quarterback of the future as it relates to the playoff teams. All right. What up, Jeff? Hey, Danny. Um, I think you're spot on with uh, Purdy. Uh the sign started with Purdy in the Ravens game. I believe he did throw four picks, and the Ravens just wiped the 49ers off the field. And then watching it last night, I was texting with my football buddies, and all of this said Purdy's not good enough to win the Super Bowl, even though the Niners have a great team. I think you're spot on. I think the Niners would die to have somebody like Fields. Uh, I think it would be a big upgrade for them. But they do have a great team because they've surrounded him with some great players. they got great defense. Uh, so I think you're spot on with Purdy. Um, as far as uh, Caleb Williams goes, uh, when the Bears started out the season so bad, I went to the Notre Dame game, USC, just to watch Williams. And Not I was bought game. into Caleb Williams. But he threw, he threw three of the worst interceptions you could ever throw in that game, and I thought, man, I don't really want to start over because we finally got our quarterback to not make those throws and put the ball in harm's way. Uh, I think I think it'll be a learning process for him. I think he's talented, but I don't I, – I think it. I think it's a huge risk. Yeah, listen, it, 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 it is a huge risk, Jeff. There's no question – and there will be a learning process because there is for everybody, but Fields is still learning too. And go look at Justin Fields' game against Indiana the year that he was drafted. 
Go look at Patrick Mahomes' game against Iowa State the year he was drafted. Guys have bad games. And that was a terrible game from Caleb Williams. There were still nice moments in it, but that was a terrible game from Caleb Williams. But I do not think that – I think that what you're talking about absolutely does color the judgment and the opinion of a lot of Bears fans locally because you don't stay up to watch him play Utah or Washington or Nevada or whomever at a 9.30 kickoff on the West Coast. But when the game kicks at 6.30 on national TV and it's on locally, you watch it and you watch the worst game of his career. So I do think that impacts how people view him locally, and that's understandable. A Bears player, though, made the field's Lamar comp last night. We can get into that. And evidence of something that has been in uh, a little bit of debate through NFL gambling circles recently. We will uh, get to coming up before Carrington Harrison joins us for the national perspective and to dive deep on the game of the weekend, Chiefs and Bills. That's coming up at 9. It's the Parkins Playoff Show on the score. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I will say this, I, I did grow up a Bears fan, and, and the fact that we helped the Bears a little bit just makes me a little happier, so dub uh, Bears. We're back live with more of the Parkins Playoff Show with your host, Danny Parkins, live on the Odyssey app and 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. That's George Kittle after beating the Packers to advance to the divisional or the, the NFC Championship game in the divisional round of the playoffs, giving us a dub Bears. Talk about a guy who should have been a bear. Oh, that's painful. It's kind of adorable that he still thinks about it like that. Because, I mean, I've talked to so many football players. Like, who's your favorite NFL team growing up? They're like, I didn't have one. Which is fine. You grow up in a town that's more like college football than not. Or football's just a means to an end or whatever. But it's rare for there to be, like, true NFL fandom that continues. Not like when... Cole Komet's a hometown kid who was a Bears fan who's on the Bears. That is cool and worth celebrating and rare, but it all makes sense. But for George Kittle, to be a Bear fan, go to the Niners, have a borderline Hall of Fame career as a Niner, win a playoff game as a Niner, and talk about Bears-Packers, that's a level of fandom that is still pretty rare. Uh, if you are driving around and you're like, why is Parkinson on? No, this is not a replay. 
uh, do these shows Sunday mornings during the NFL playoffs. If you like hearing me talk national NFL, you can download First and Pod, 1ST and Pod, ampersand, uh, First and Pod. Uh, do it twice a week during the season, once a week in the offseason. I do this show Sunday mornings during the NFL playoffs, including on Super Bowl Sunday. We'll be on taking you up to uh, You Better You Bets countdown to kickoff with Costos and Lockie Lockerson. Uh in the gambling world, home field advantage has been minimized recently, and the numbers do back it up because the gambling uh, world is without bias and passion. It is just a passion for making money. But, whew, there was some home field advantage yesterday. That was a great performance by the Ravens crowd. And the Texans on the road in the cold felt like a little too much too soon. Eight penalties in the first half for Houston. And this is purely anecdotal, but Chiefs-Dolphins, when Tua put on the big heavy coat in the cold, you could see the tremendous relief. Like, he was, like, looking for it. They didn't look comfortable, Tua specifically. There was a lot of, like... Not running towards, but turning your head, embracing the guy who was draping the winter coat over C.J. Stroud's shoulders. And he's played in cold weather before. It's just, it seems to bother Houston more than it did Baltimore. And on the road, loud environment, desperate home crowd, and a big weather discrepancy. There were a lot of things there that were pointing uh, to Baltimore and uh, they took uh, they took advantage, and I, I thought that game was going to be closer than it was, so I was wrong about that. No offensive touchdown for the Texans all game. Great punt return touchdown for the Texans. Most blitzes that D'Amico Ryans has ever called as a defensive coordinator, and Lamar Jackson made him pay uh, with his legs especially, but did a good job identifying the blitz and getting the ball out for a high completion percentage game uh, as well. Willie on the north side. We'll squeeze in this call before uh, we go to our guest. Willie, what's up, man? You're on the Parkins Playoff Show. Thanks for squeezing me in. We often forget how hard it was for Lamar Jackson. We often forget how much criticism he faced. We often forget his own team took a long time to re-sign this MVP player that he was. It was awful the things they said about this man. He was criticized for wanting so much money. He was criticized for being a selfish player. He was roundly criticized. And now you sit here talking about how what a great player he is and how much he makes other people better around him. That was not what people were saying about him. He has developed into that player over the last few years. It took him time. He had to learn how to be that player. And people are still saying right now a running quarterback cannot win the Super Bowl. Old Super Bowl quarterbacks are saying that. He still faces criticism. And now we act like, oh, it's going to be okay. I do believe Justin can turn out to be him. We have to give him time. Lamar but but Willie in in Lamar's second season in the league he had 36 passing touchdowns. But I'm talking about the criticism he took. You no, I understand that. that, but I'm saying it but, but wasn't but, easy. 
But Lamar, I'm not saying no. You're right. It wasn't. It, it, it wasn't easy. I mean, the guy was said. Uh, Bill Polian, Bill Polian, Hall of Fame executive, said he should have been a receiver coming out of college. I I agree with everything you're saying about the criticism and his team and the contract and all of that. I th- thank you for the call. Seriously, I I agree with everything you're saying about the criticism and the noise. What I'm and there's been a lot of criticism and noise around fields. I agree with all of those points. The only difference is when you have the number one overall pick in a great quarterback class, you need to have done something like Lamar had done in your first three years to keep you from moving on at quarterback, in my opinion. If Fields had 36 passing touchdowns against six interceptions and won the MVP his second year, everybody in the world would say that the Bears were going to be trading this pick. But he doesn't, so they won't. My next guest, one of my good friends we used to host together, when I did Afternoons in Kansas City, he does national shows for both CBS Sports Radio and Mad Dog Radio, still does Afternoons on 610 in Kansas City. He talks to Patrick Mahomes every week. It's the heavyweight matchup of the weekend, Chiefs and Bills. We will talk that and the rest of the NFL with Carrington Harrison next on The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 